Welcome to Whatever Wednesday. Wednesday isn't hump day. Oh no, Wednesday is fun day and we're talking about Halloween. So unfortunately, because of this little thing called Daylight Savings, otherwise known as when uh, people play God and change the clocks and fiddle with things only only the Lord has has the right to change, like time, it's never understood this concept. Now it's just dark all the time. All the time. So we've changed the time to make it dark all the time. We used to have some daylight, now that daylight is gone. So I don't know why they call it daylight savings, because it's more like daylight endings, daylight killings. There's no saving going on of the daylight. And unfortunately, because of that, Mike and I missed each other. Didn't factor in that our normal appointed time is uh, our normal moed is not uh, going to work anymore because of the changing of the clock. So we've got to sort something else out. But what that means is that it's me, it's Andre, I'm flying solo again. But don't hang up, don't hang up, don't give up. It's, uh, it's going to be worth it because we're going to be talking about Halloween. Uh, now, the, the reason why we're talking about this, it came up um, uh, recently for me because I took my son to Harry Potter World. Yeah, and I was, you know, putting on Facebook and I was thinking about, oh, well, uh, I want to post a picture of my son and I having our first butter beer together, which if you're a Harry Potter fan, you'll know that's a big deal. And uh, then I was thinking, I wonder if uh, I'm going to get any buzz back from this, from other Christians about, you know, Harry Potter, because some Christians don't do the Harry Potter thing. And that's all good. But um, one of the things about Harry Potter world is it was great. But it, we did go at Halloween time, which means that it was all about the dark stuff at Harry Potter World, which started getting me thinking about the whole thing, because it was like a focus on the dark arts, and they do that, you know, so all the bad guys and all the dark stuff and Prison of Azkaban and Death Eaters, and so the main focus was on that stuff, which was a bit of a shame, because my son hates that part of Harry Potter, and... Um, also a bit of a shame because it suddenly made the whole thing a lot creepier than it needed to be. But anyway, there's that. Then my wife overheard a conversation, slightly humorous, slightly tragic, between a uh, mother and her, her child. And she's basically saying to him, look, you need to choose a Halloween costume for Halloween. And he's like, but I don't, I don't want any of these Halloween costumes. They're all scary. I don't want to dress like a scary thing. And it's like, well, you have to. It's Halloween. You dress up like a scary thing. And so it was this funny scenario where the kid was like, um, you know, really, really didn't want to dress up in a scary monster costume. And the parents were almost saying, but this is, this is what Halloween's about. You know, come on, come on, join the fun. And uh, that's an interesting one. I, personally, we don't do Halloween in our house. Um, and to be honest, that's less about conviction. Although I have to say that um, my my wife certainly has reservations about the whole thing. And I also have some reservations about the whole thing, which we'll talk about. Um, but probably to, to a lesser extent. And... Um, 
but mainly it's because none of our kids have been in the slightest bit interested in celebrating all that kind of stuff. They don't like it. They find it scary and a bit creepy, and they just don't want to do it. So it's never actually been an issue. We've never felt the need to start doing it, given that they didn't want to do it. And, um, and so it's kind of never been a thing in our house. Our kids just have never understood why you would want to put spiders and skeletons and witches and creepy-looking lanterns everywhere. And we've been like, oh, yeah, fair enough. That's a, that's a good point. So we've never done it. The other thing just to say is that actually, both growing up in South Africa and here in the UK, until fairly recently, Halloween's just never really been a big thing. Um, you know, we always saw it on films. Uh, you know, we're watching American Hollywood films and we're watching and we saw that there was this thing called Halloween. So we all knew what it was, but nobody actually did it. And I think in South Africa growing up, partly because no one in their right mind would send their kids walking around the streets at night. But um, there, in addition to that, um, it just it just had, wasn't popular. Um, and so that meant that there wasn't really a market for it. And if there's no market for it, nobody really encourages it. Because uh, at the end of the day, it is a commercial thing. So uh, if places are likely and companies are likely to make money out of it, like they do in the States, it's like, I, I think it's something like, is it something like three quarters? It's some ridiculous statistic. It's something like 70% of all of the candy and sweets and chocolates and stuff sold in the US is sold over Halloween. Um, so it's basically funding the sugar market. <laughs> so I, I'll leave that. Uh, that's a whole nother issue. But <clears throat> um, the, I, think, um, I think it's important for Christians to give some thought to it. Uh, let me give you the bottom line. The bottom line, as you know, is that this is probably as close to a kind of 1 Corinthians 8 situation as you could ever hope to get in the modern world, which means that the bottom line is it is going to come down to conscience. Um, later on in Corinthians, Paul's going to come back and talk about situations or or the way Christians should never participate in idol feasts and, and the kind of cultural markers of the day uh, that have dodgy pagan, pagan connections. But at the end of the day, in 1 Corinthians 8, he's saying just simply participating at a broad level, not, not getting involved in the worship of idols at all, is something that's open to, uh, to Christian conscience. And, as, and so I think um, that's the bottom line. That's where we're heading to. Each Christian and each Christian family must make up their own mind about this. I think uh, we can respect each other's opinions enough to listen to each other and to disagree with each other. Uh, in charity, as long as we don't start enforcing our convictions on on other Christians where the scriptures aren't clear on it, um, then we are okay. We're in safe territory, and it's good and right to discuss matters of wisdom in Christian living. That's what this is. It's it's about wisdom. What is the wisest way for Christians to um, to respond to Halloween? given their desire to be faithful, given their desire to be a, a consistent witness to the world, given their desire to be, um, uh, to, to be uncompromising in their obedience to the Lord. And so here we, here's, here's a few thoughts on it. Um, the origins of, of Halloween are worthy of mention because obviously Halloween does, as we know today anyway, does have pagan origins. We know that that much. 
It comes from some Celtic festival, and then that was like merged together with some Roman stuff. And then, um, as was the Roman Catholic Church's custom, or, or at that point even, just the Catholic Church's, 8th century. Eighth, yeah, so this was pre the big splits, I think. But anyway, um, between East and West. So this is just the Catholic Church. It had a strategy for Christianizing pagan territories. So as uh, the Roman Empire grew and Christianity became a recognized religion within the Roman Empire and the Constantine, and so Christianity spread and became kind of the official religion, it had to have a strategy for how to deal with the pagan territories that were being sort of um, enveloped by the Roman Empire. And one of its strategies to do that was to take the already existing pagan festivals and seasons and important calendar dates and Christianize them. So there is some debate about whether or not All Hallows' Eve um, or All Saints' Day, which is the day after All Hallows' Eve, which is where you celebrate the or remember the death of martyrs and and kind of honor them for their sacrifice. Um, there's some debate about whether or not that was actually taking place first before uh, the pagan festivals, and then it was just kind of the date was changed to merge um, this this kind of Celtic Day of the Dead, uh, Roman Celtic Day of the Dead, was merged together with these two, or whether or not actually it, it happened afterwards. So it, it doesn't really matter. But around about the 8th century, uh, the church decided to Christianize this, uh, what was the old New Year and a celebration of the dead. And it was a kind of uh, time when the magic and the occult was believed to be at its strongest because the veil between the worlds of the living and the dead uh, was at its thinnest. And so uh, guys were getting involved in all that kind of stuff. And then it became a Christianized kind of thing, where a lot of what was being done now became a thing not to, not so much to do occult, but now to um, to remember the Christian dead, the martyrs on, on that kind of day. But because of the kind of mixture of it, a lot of the paganism kind of continued, and so it became a, a bit of a, a strange thing. Um, obviously, we live in a secular world that isn't really interested in upholding Christian traditions or anything like that, so... Um, that's not really what it is today. And so I don't, it's not that important to dig down and nail down the specifics of exactly where it came from, because the origins argument, because something has a pagan origin, therefore we shouldn't do it, has limited value. That's going to, that's going to limit, uh, Christians from a lot of modern society, like referring to the days of the week, uh, as to what they are, which are named after Saxon and Norse gods. And so, um, I, I think you know I you couldn't you definitely couldn't do judo because <coughs> or, or karate or anything like that because of its links with with Buddhism <clears throat> um, and other religions in, in in the past you definitely wouldn't be able to do uh, uh, any kind of exercises that even remotely res resembled yoga even if there's none of the spirituality just the stretching still can't be doing that because of its pagan origins you uh, can't be doing christmas and easter because of its pagan origins you know it, it just it's a limited value argument because the reality is that whatever its origins are that's not the way that people think of it today so of course i'm certain that there are um spiritualist churches and there are 
occult societies and witches and whatever who are genuinely doing the witchcraft stuff. But that's not the stuff that most of us come into contact with. That's not the stuff that most of us um, experience. It's, it's a bit like with Harry Potter. There are some people who can't separate fantasy from reality. And so they're genuinely trying to do the Harry Potter stuff for real. And that's just both sad and tragic at the same time. But for most people, they're able to see through that. That's not what this is for them. And so uh, the the whole Harry Potter thing um, is is fancy and it stays there. And for Halloween, for most people, it has very, very little to do with actual belief in the supernatural or occult or uh, the veil between the world of the dead and the world of the living. For most people, none of that enters into it. It's simply a fun dress up with a kind of spooky, creepy theme um, behind it. Um, so I, I personally wouldn't uh, worry too much about the origins argument. I think you have to deal with what it is today and what it is that you come into contact with and, the, and then go from there. So that's that's the origins thing. So should Christians abandon Halloween because it has pagan origins? Um, again, if your conscience can't let you do it, then don't do it. Um, but if your conscience does allow you to ignore the origins of it and, and, and do something, that in and of itself is not, I think, a compelling argument to to either, you know, go for Halloween or, or not go for Halloween. Um, but the, the thing about it today um, is that that might give some Christians pause is a similar to the argument. Well, should Christians watch horror movies and should Christians listen to kind of death metal bands with strong sorts of horror elements to their artwork and lyrics and band images and, and that kind of thing. And, and again, I, I do understand the concern here because um, I'm not sure as Christians, we want to be, feeding into our minds a huge amount of, of dark imagery. But having said that, you know, it, the, the, it is important to find something that, where you're consistent. And I know that for myself, being a huge Lord of the Rings fan, the darkness of Lord of the Rings is part of what makes the story so compelling. And if you go back to Tolkien and you ask him about this, why did you make Lord of the Rings, this fantasy novel, yeah, how could you as a Christian create A, something that's fantasy? Isn't that a waste of time to begin with? And B, it has so much darkness in it, so many dark themes of death and monsters and evil. And you know, couldn't couldn't you have just kept it light? And Tolkien's response to that uh, was essentially no, no, you can't, because um any story that reflects reality has to reflect darkness. But then his counter to that was what makes it a, a in line with the Christian uh, worldview is that it has a happy ending. So the darkness is defeated at the end of the day, and that light does um, win the day. And uh, the kind of you know the darkness passes, the morning comes, and there is hope at at the end of the day. And I think. <clears throat> uh, you know, Tolkien touched on something very very important there. That in order to to be Christians, we have to not try and pretend the darkness isn't there. Uh, we have to acknowledge that the world is full of darkness and then move from that to thinking, yes, but the victory has been won over the darkness. So can Christians watch horror movies and all that kind of stuff, which is typically associated with Halloween? Um, 
I again, I I think certainly from my own perspective, I would find it de- very difficult to uh, be consistent about not um, enjoying media or art or music that doesn't acknowledge the darkness of the world. Um, I think it's important that we do do that, that we do teach our children that there are dark things, that there are dark forces, that the world is more than it appears to be in many times. And so a, a part of me really enjoys fantasy and horror because at least it's reminding you that there is more to the world. Even if it's total fantasy, it's total fiction, it's, it is reinforcing the idea in your mind that there is more to life than sometimes there appears to be. There's more to the world. There are there are invisible forces and elements, and there are things that can't be tested in laboratories. And so I, I think that the, these, these, are, these are important concepts, and I personally find them a, a helpful stimulus to Christian life. However, here's where I draw the line, and uh, this may be useful, may not be useful. Uh, and this is true not only of horror and fantasy, but it's also true of any genre of film or television or music, is that if it is... You know, uh, part of the, I think it was Oz Guinness, no, not Oz Guinness, the other guy, David Wells. I think the way he described worldliness, which I found very, very helpful, was anything that calls, uh, that normalizes sin and makes it seem to be good, and anything that makes goodness seem weird or sinful. So, where I draw the line in horror films is when evil is being portrayed as good. And where good is being portrayed as evil. Or at the very least, where evil is being portrayed as normal, uh, you know, in a kind of, well, everyone does it sort of sense, normalizes evil in darkness. And I draw the line also where um, uh, goodness and righteousness are being trivialized or portrayed as weird and obscure. And I think those have an unhelpful impact. So there's nothing wrong with art and media, in my view, portraying darkness, um, whether that's through fantasy or reality, whether it's through child kidnapping or through Voldemort or whatever it is. But when evil is being portrayed as good and good being portrayed as evil, that's where I I sort of draw the line. So there have been shows um, and horror movies and music which seems to have done that. It's a... And and bringing it back to Halloween, I think this is where I draw the line as well. So even though, like I say, we don't personally do Halloween and don't really have an interest to do it, um, I would feel uncomfortable, and I do feel uncomfortable, when I see that Halloween has become more than simply a fun dress-up and an opportunity to buy and eat lots of sweets, which understandably children would like. Um, or even about the fun of going and knocking on doors and, and there's a kind of community element. I can see the appeal of all that. But when it does become a celebration of evil things, and it's very difficult to create a concrete line. Like, well, this is a celebration, this isn't. But for me, it's, it's I'm using that principle of Halloween becomes a celebration of evil when it starts to portray evil as good. And... Um, so not when you're simply dressing up as your favorite um, horror character, like a vampire or a zombie or a Frankenstein or whatever, um, but when actually it it seems to cross over the line from dress up to a celebration of, of, of something that's actually real. Um, and 
like I say, it's it, there's no absolutes there. It's very difficult to nail down concretely what that might look like or to give rules to ask. I just simply ask myself that question and go according to my conscience. And so um, I hope that's helpful in terms of uh, Halloween. Uh, I know that some of you, many of our listeners are from the, the States. And so this is a big deal for you. And you may have very strong feelings about it. Uh, there are Christians here with very strong feelings about it. And that's okay. Uh, it's perfectly good to have strong convictions about it. Um, but you do need to recognize when those convictions are convictions arising out of your conscience rather uh, subjectively rather than arising out of the scriptures objectively. And that's all I'd say. For me, no interest in Halloween. Don't do it. Uh, my kids have no interest in Halloween. I don't want to encourage them to do it. Um, and uh, if we did do it, we'd be very, very careful to keep it as a fun dress up um, with some sweets and chocolates involved rather than to um, to make it about a celebration of any actual real darkness or a, a longing for the the kind of darkness of 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 genuine evil or you know there's a kind of wanting the world to be a zombie apocalypse for real that I think is a bit troubling. Um, and this was the bummer about the Harry Potter world because it did seem, I think, to me, a little bit more like. Whereas the Harry Potter films portray the dark side of all that as dark, when you have Harry Potter world sort of celebrating and you could buy the kind of Death Eater merchandise and, and you know, you could get your own sort of dark mark and that kind of thing, it did, I don't know, it made me feel a little bit like it was crossing over into a celebration of what the, the books and the films portrayed to be darkness suddenly the darkness became good, you could buy the merchandise and participate in the darkness and I just... Again, my son wasn't interested in it, so it wasn't an issue, but hey, man, um, my conscience my conscience became a little uncomfortable at that point. But you <coughs> you may see it completely differently, and that's, uh, that's okay. Let's keep having the conversation. Let's keep uh, encouraging each other to pursue wisdom, to uh, pursue uncompromising obedience and faithfulness to God, and to walk wisely in a dark world. Pursue the way of the owl, wisdom in a dark world. All right, that's all from me. I hope that uh, this has been helpful uh, to you, and Mike will be back with you next. So, um, alrighty, have a good day. Mm -hmm.